This episode of First Encounter contains spoilers for the video game Final Fantasy VII. If you've not played this game, first off, what are you doing? Don't be like me. And second, go play it instead of listening to us. If you'd like to follow along, listen to the end of the episode for where we play to next, as well as how you can get in touch with us. We would also like to take a second to say that we are in no way affiliated with Square. We're just a couple of guys trying to have fun with a cool video game. You can now tweet at us at first with a one ST encounter. The number one ST encounter yeah. on Twitter. Yeah. What a mess. You got it. <sighs> Boy. Yeah, you should go follow Chris. He runs that one and it's Jesus Christ. I mean, what? Just, just between me and you, listener, he can't hear us right now. It's really fucking sad. Tweet at me what a horse lives in. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the First Encounter Podcast! And we're back. <laughs> Thanks, Chris. Thank you so much for that addition. Gotta, um, you gotta that, sync it up right there. That's really gonna help us edit the single track audio file. Hey, man. Hey, how you doing? I'm doing good. Are you? I'm, it, you know, it's good to be back. Mm. It really is good to be back. I've, I really missed this for the, uh, couple months we were gone there yeah welcome back to the first encounter podcast i'm joined today by henny he's uh to my right also my left and across from me and today yes. we're, and today we're gonna be uh jumping a little back into the uh hit spinoff to the square enix king final of hearts fantasy, franchise final fantasy 6.5 final fantasy 6.5 uh, Chris, before we dive right in, it's a beer, okay? Yes. God damn it, I have a beer. Yeah, it's good. It's big tree. It's fine, okay? Do we have to do this? <laughs> I wasn't expecting that. <laughs> Is that what you're gonna ask me? <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right, Henny. Uh, Henny's got the hiccups. <laughs> <laughs> and this might be our last podcast. <laughs> oh god, I'm sorry. <laughs> so, uh, Henny picked me out a little beer um, by Big Tree Brewing. It's called Yacht Rock. It's a hazy single hop mosaic IPA. It's very good. It's really good. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty good. I, I, I think this might be our last episode. Pull yourself together, man. Alright, talking about Earth, right? And we're back. <laughs> Do you have a story that goes with this? Uh, uh kind of in a, a, a less interesting but uh, but more more fun way. I uh, found this one today uh, and really liked the can because um, it's got like uh, pink and purple, kind of hazy, wavy. Um, almost looks like a water ink art like when you spread ink on top of water and like do the dipping stuff um that's kind of like a wavy ocean scene and then uh there's like a cadillac styled yacht with a guy with an open uh open tuxedo uh plus tuxedo shorts on and it It, just they almost look like um jean shorts like they have the rip at the bottom oh hell yeah (laughs) hell yeah and then the top is definitely a tuxedo (laughs) yeah um and uh, I had never seen the brewing company before it's called big tree brewing and I was like oh that's interesting looked at the label and it's in the uh, the same town that you live in. So, uh, yeah, I just thought it was interesting and uh, hadn't seen the can before. I hadn't tried the brewery, and uh, I really like mosaic hops. So, yeah, um, it's good. You yeah. like it? Yeah, I do. I really like it. It's uh, really, 
really crisp, really refreshing for a, a hot day like today. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so hey, we uh, we played some Final Fantasy today. Yeah, um, probably I would say the most significant plot development <laughs> that we've played through thus far. Yeah, that was a lot of walking we did. Let's uh, hit some bullet points. We got chocobos. We got big snakes. We got mouth walking. to mouth. <laughs> oh yeah, mouth to mouth. I didn't like. We I got didn't care for that walking, <laughs> walking, marching. Oh boy, we'll get there. That I didn't like for real. Yeah. Uh yeah. Today was it was uh, definitely uh, heavier on the on the grind side of things. Just uh, just the way we like it. <laughs> awful. You're legit incorrigible. And uh, we we had we had a, a pretty pretty good time as the kids say um, <laughs> and uh you know it was yeah so last time um we had the nibbleheim incident in comparison to the nibbleheim incident anything short of spectacular was going to feel boring uh, like following it directly yeah. yeah um and definitely the the second half got I'd say from from CPR on it. Got You're turning off our listeners by implying that this episode isn't excellent. Oh, yeah, no, it's real boring. You can just you can just go Jesus ahead and turn Christ. off. <laughs> just go ahead, close your app, um, put your phone down, put it in the garbage, unsubscribe, unsubscribe, and uh, mail mail uh, some hate mail to us at uh, info at spillpotion.com. Please don't email attn Chris in the subject <laughs> line and say, dear Chris. Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Love, Hanny. <laughs> That's just the emails I send to you. But no, I, I do think um, in comparison to just how fucking thrilling last week was, anything was going to feel boring. Um, so I, I felt like some of the the grinding was a little slower for us. You, listener, won't hear much of the... We're keeping know. every encounter. Oh, God. You won't hear much of the, the slower parts. You'll hear the highlights, so it, it won't seem that bad. But there was there, there was definitely, like, it felt like a huge slowdown after the Nibelheim stuff uh, encounter, for sure. So speaking of Nibelheim, Chris, over to you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. So we had the Nibelheim incident um, last episode where we relived some of Claude's memories um, between him and Sephiroth. And this episode we play... <sighs> This episode, say it, baby. <laughs> this episode, we reach Junan Harbor and end the episode right before Cloud, disguised as a Shinra soldier, gives, has to go pose. Gives Rufus the send off, right? It's yeah, like, it's exactly. Like posing right. for Rufus, like flying away. Yep. So it's after the march, before the send off is yeah. where you want to save. We're gonna have a real good time. A real. Speaking of real good times, let's get right in. Okay. So a little while back, Chris told me I was going to have a real chocobo of a time. And, uh, oh, no, that was in Walmart. I have to make a reference to every fucking episode. There it was. There was your Walmart reference for the Never day. Never going to escape it now. Um, yeah, you, you told me that we were going to have a real chocobo of a time. And uh, boy, did we today. So uh, immediately started off outside of Calm. Chris, you know, just kind of let me flounder for a few minutes and I was like, just start walking, bro. Let's just see what happens. Just like pick a direction and go. So I, I picked a direction and started going and uh, came across some tracks and uh, we found a chocobo farm, motherfucker. What's up? Um, Talk to me. What's happening? What do you mean? So on screen, there is a pen full of, uh, oh, chocobos, right? Was that the prince I saw out on the world map? Bum, bum. Could be. Was chocobo prince? See, we got a detective over here. So I'm at a little farmhouse with a little silo and a pen full of chocobos. Can I go in the pen? You can talk to the chocobos. Oh my god, I can talk to the chocobos. Chris, if you would so indulge me. Work. 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 
Whack, whack. <laughs> I think I might have offended the chocobo. We walk up to the fence of the the what's it called where you keep horses? Uh, paddock. Pasture. Pasture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pasture sounds right. Or corral, even. Yeah, uh, whatever. Sure. So uh, we walk up to uh, the fence line and uh, just start pressing. Okay, because. I won't fucking talk to a chocobo. Let's go. So uh, Chris and I were talking to the chocobo, walked around a little bit, walked up and down the street, if you will, <laughs> and uh, got to a series of events where I was able to uh, tell the chocobo, wark, wark, to which the chocobo responded with a fucking dance number. Everybody, here we go. Oh, boy. Hold on to your britches. Are they dancing? Holy shit. Um, so I've lost control of the, of the, of the control. No, we're going to just watch this now. Okay. So there's a, a chocobo dance happening. How, how long does this go on? Too for? long. <laughs> I don't want to be a chocobo. Work! Work! Received chocomog materia. Congratulations on your first summon materia! Are you kidding me? I get to summon chocobos? There you go, buddy. So uh, I think it was about four chocobos in the pen, something like that. And uh, they all just start dancing in unison together uh, for way too damn long. You are trapped the entire time and cannot move your character away or make it stop at all. But when it's all over, you get yourself Chocomog. I vaguely know about summons from the Final Fantasy uh, Unlimited anime, but I know Bahamut, Shiva, and um, Chocomog we got today. And then Ifrit. But uh, yeah, we get Chocomog, which is our uh, brand new hot summon. Hot spanking new summon. Yeah, I equipped that shit right away. Congrats. You can give that to somebody now. You're goddamn right. I'm literally already in the menu. <laughs> Who would summon Tifa? Tifa would summon Chocobos. <laughs> Tifa, Tifa has enough chaos to definitely summon Chocobos. After the dance number, we uh, decide to head into the farmhouse. Inside, we talk to none other than Choco Billy himself, who uh, talks to us a little bit about the marsh and how we can't get through the marsh unless we go and buy a Chocobo from his son. I would like to introduce you to my favorite new character, Choco Bill. Choco Bill! Thinking of crossing the marshes? Yeah. You're goddamn right I am now. Go for it, buddy. Oh, well, take it away. Then it'll probably be safer for you to get a chocobo. <laughs> Professor Oak? Hello? <laughs> that way you can zip through the marshes with the chocobo. It's the only way to avoid being attacked by the Midgard Zolom. What's a Zolom? <laughs> it's a serpent-like creature over 30 feet tall. It detects the footsteps of anyone in the marshes. Choco Bill, why are you yelling and at me? And then, bam, it attacks. Please. Stop to be fair, yelling. he has so many exclamation points, I feel like I can't take it down That's a fair. To avoid that, buy a chocobo at me and Choco Billy's chocobo farm. So he's Choco Bill, and then there's Choco Billy? You got it, buddy. To purchase a chocobo, please talk to my grandson. Choco Billy has the fucking most legit setup. And then the layup he gives his son, who is just fucking Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross, just ABCs up and down this fucking stable. Always be closing. He whips his dick out and he says, listen, fucker, I don't have chocobos, okay? But what I do have is exactly what you fucking need to get your chocobos. 
Well, all right, so here we are in the Chocobo stables, and I found Choco Billy. Choco. <laughs> all right, Choco Billy, give me a fucking Chocobo. You want a Chocobo? Give me one. You old folks are out of luck. We're, We're all, all out of Chocobos. No, he has two voices. You know, you know if, if you, you really, really want a Chocobo, chocobo you, you should go, go out and catch one. Wanna, wanna know, know how, how to check it? <laughs> 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 wanna know how to catch a Chocobo? <laughs> Where are they? So listen here, I got this materia, right? It's the only way the Chocobos are gonna even fucking listen to you. So you walk around those tracks outside of town. You fucking do that. These Chocobos will be all up in your business. But listen here, okay? Chocobos spook real easy, you understand what I'm saying? And when a Chocobo spooks, it fucking leaves the battle. It's always going to be accompanied by other monsters. So what you got to do is you got to make sure the Chocobo stays in the battle. And then you got to fucking understand that you got to kill the other monsters. And then finally, you get the Chocobo. Nailed it. I hated that. I loved it. <laughs> so this is the part where we find out that we have to shuck out 2,000 gil for the Chocobo alert. And not only that, but we also have to get greens. I'll sell you the Chocobo Alert for 2,000 gil right now. What a steal. I'm trying to figure out the play here. I'm trying to figure out if I don't buy it, if I can find it cheaper somehow. I'm just going to start looking in buckets. Let's see if I can find one laying around here. Can I just, like, knock the kid out and take it? Uh, no. Hmm. It would be absurd. There's got to be a way. I'm going to save you a lot of time right here, so there's not another way. Really? Yeah. Holy shit. <laughs> I, I do not want you running around the world map for an hour. Literally would just be what I would do. Alright, little Choco Billy. The Chocobo lures 2,000 gil. That's terrible. Would it hurt to buy some greens too? Are you kidding me? The vegetable store? What? What do you want? Not vegetables? You want some greens or you want some organic greens? Oh, this is so annoying. I'm already mad at this. I thought you would have a great chocobo time. Chocobos are fantastic. Are we really having a full chocobo episode? Is this what you wanted to happen today? Not really. <laughs> <laughs> if I'm being honest. So, uh, aside from the chocobo layer, you also need greens, which, hey bud, I got some greens you can buy. That's what he uh, hooks you up with. Gives you the chocobo layer for 2,000 gil. And then he gives you uh, a variety of greens you can buy at different price points. They range from like, I think 100 gil to 1500 gil. I didn't buy the 1500 gil one because fuck that. I just gave this kid 2000 gil for stupid materia. I get to use once and then probably won't need again or will only need very few times. It, I felt those purchases. <laughs> um, so I bought a smattering of greens, got all the deets on what I needed to do to get me a chocobo. And this is the part where I turned it over to Chris to explain what happened because he was livid with me. Oh shit, here it goes, all right. I have a terrible time with this usually. Oh my God, the music is so good. Yeah, this is that sweet chocobo music. That is so good. Work, work. Uh, Chris? What do you want? Those are, those are elephants spraying bubbles at me, right? Sorta. Have you seen an elephant before? I mean, <laughs> hey Chris, I got me a fucking chocobo. Yeah, enjoy. You know what his name is? Choco Billy. <laughs> <laughs> You got the fucking Chocobo. First, no, no, no. first encounter with the Chocobo. He got it. That's Whatever. Right. That's why this podcast is called First Encounter. I got fucking it. fine. I got the Chocobo on the first fucking try. I never got it on the first try. I was so stoked. Um, how many times does it usually take you? Like three, Ooh. four. 
I feel like I would have been in much more of a foul mood if it had taken me more than like twice because I really don't like random encounters in video games. And the world map was a lot of encounters. What is death blow? Oh, this is the summon? Yeah. Oh, fuck, that's awesome. Oh. <laughs> that was the best thing that's ever happened in my entire life. Yeah, it's very expensive MP-wise, but summons are- It's worth it. It's so worth it. Why does Aerith have sadness? Uh, Bubbles probably did that. Okay, you know how bubbles make you sad. <laughs> uh, I don't have a cure for sad. <laughs> I, I don't have a cure for sadness, Chris. I'm not gonna- L Let me know fuck. when you do. Yeah, so from there, uh, after I grabbed the chocobo, I was like, so did Nana just go through the marsh? I was like, yeah, just fucking go through the marsh. Just fucking do it, man. Just fucking do it. So I was able to go through the marsh. I avoided uh, the Zolum and get to an effigy. Uh, not, no, I guess not, not an effigy. It's a, a, a actual Zolum speared on a broken tree. Oh, gross. Did Sephiroth do this? Uh, so that's a thing. That's real fuck. That was a, our enemy is someone that could do this. We look at this uh, this massacre, this scene, and uh, I think at this point we ditch our chocobo and headed into the cave uh, that's beyond the marshes. And this cave, we encounter... Sorry, I'm trying not to burp. Yeah. I'm just going to burp. <laughs> I'm just going to do it. Fuck it. Just all in. <laughs> uh, this cave, we did a tiny bit of exploring, but uh, kind of got into our encounter. Ha ha ha. Uh, with the Turks. Uh, so we walk into a chamber in the cave and we see Rude. Oh no, Rude's here. Chris, the Turks are here. Do you know who I am? The Turks, right. Well, if you know this, then you... <laughs> okay. This is Rude's so... voice, canonically. Fuck. What's up? No, I was just going to say, whatever you, voice you pick for Rude, that's it. <laughs> Which means this is going to... Because Rude... I vaguely remember Rude being... um. In the in Advent Children as uh, Axel's friend, right? He's like in the whole like Reno, yes. You know, what yeah, I mean. yep, yep. So he's gonna be in this whole game. So this is yeah. pivotal. Okay, she's the right voice. Yep. Well, if you know, then this won't take long. <laughs> it's difficult to explain what the Turks do. Kidnapping, right? To put it negatively, you could say that. But that's not all there is to it anymore. Oh, there's more Turks. There's another Turk up there. It's all right, Rude. I know you don't like speeches, so don't force it. Then explain, Elena. I'm the newest member of the Turks, Elena. Thanks to what you did to Reno, we're short-handed. What, beat his ass? But because of that, I got promoted to the Turks. Okay, that's a lot of exposition I didn't ask for, Elena. Anyhow, our job is to find out where Sephiroth is headed, and to try and stop you every step of the way. Wait a minute, it's the other way around. You're the ones that are getting an hour away. Oh, Sang! Hey, fuckers! <laughs> hey, f Elena, you talk too much! So Sang is the head of the Turks, right? No need to tell them about her orders. Very well, Rude and I will go after Sephiroth, who's heading for Junon Harbor. Rude tries to kind of intimidate us, but he kind of fumbles and doesn't, uh, doesn't know how to like finish his speech. So he passes it over to uh, a new member of the Turks that we find out uh, has been recently promoted uh, because of the beating we put on our good old friend Axel. 
Elena. Yep. So, or Elena. I think it's more like Elena. It's E-L-E-N-A. If anyone out there listening has that name, write us and tell us how to phonetically pronounce it, please. I'm sure somebody will tell us we're mistaken. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Not worried about that. See, I think we need to make more mistakes so that we can get more listeners. People don't like listening to you when you're right, but they love telling you when you're wrong. It's true. Hey, listener, if you're out there and uh, you haven't engaged with us, tell us how we're wrong. Hey, listener. Is it Eris or Aerith? Oh, God. Is that? You're I feel, wrong. I feel like that's the equi- the nerd equivalent of throwing a gauntlet. <laughs> um, Aerith or Tifa. <laughs> fuck. Oh, fuck. <laughs> anyway, uh, Rude, uh, or I don't, he doesn't really introduce uh, Elena. She kind of introduces herself, but she's like, well, after you beat the shit out of Axel, they were uh, short-staffed, I think is the term she uses, and uh, I got promoted. And then she starts spilling all of the secrets and doesn't stop. Um, so she tells us that uh, we better stop because we're in their way and they're not really going after us, but they're going to fight us anytime they have the option because they're trying to hunt Sephiroth and we're going to kind of be stepping on their toes because we're also hunting Sephiroth at this point. And as she's explaining this, uh, the third member of the Turks that we all know and love, classic saying... <laughs> Basically tells Elena to stop giving all of their secrets away. He's like, literally, he, he doesn't literally say it, but it's heavily implied. Like, what are you doing? Why are you being the main villain of every Bond movie and telling us the fucking, like, why are you telling them what we're doing? Like, why are you telling them our evil plans? Stop. And then she does it again. And he's like, Elena, seriously, shut the hell up. Leave. And she's like, yes, sir. Leaves. Uh, and um, saying addresses Aerith and he's just like, He's like, you know, I probably won't see you for a while, so take care of yourself. And Eris like, oh, it's kind of weird to hear from you. And he's just like, hey, you know, yeah. <laughs> he says something sangy, and uh, he bails out. So um, after after all the Turks leave, on the other side of the cave, we start exploring, uh, looking for Junon Harbor. Um, however, uh, we don't really see much until we see a... It was like a, a, a bird statue is how it looked on the world map. Hey, what's up? Who are you? We've been fighting the Shinra on this battlefield for a long time. Could you spare some time and help us fight them? We don't want to sound pushy, so if you're busy with something, why don't you finish that first? So, uh, do we want to join this fight for a little while? (sighs) You really don't want to... We're just... From now on, we're just doing side quests. Oh, God. Fine, let's fucking do... No, let's do it. Well, I already We're moved. doing it now. Go in. Okay. Fuck. Condor Tower. This that's what this episode is. Is it? I don't want that to be this. I want Junon. I want to learn more about Sephiroth. Play it as you would a regular video game if you weren't doing a podcast. I'm just gonna leave. Fuck this guy. <laughs> I think I can just walk away and not Man, do this. you really got his hopes up. <laughs> I can just walk away. Fuck that guy. Yeah, of course. Wait, 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 wait. Before you get upset with me for pushing Hanny away from Fort Condor, here's what he has to say. You know what? Fuck it. We don't need to make a whole episode for the Condor thing. Whatever. I'm gonna try. Uh, I'm gonna try streaming it. We're gonna go ahead and this week, uh, this coming weekend, we're going to be live on Twitch, uh, streaming our Fort Condor mission. You can d- find more details about that at FirstEncounterPodcast.com or on our Twitter page at First Encounter. Now back to the show. There is a, a man who is waiting at the entrance to this area. And he's like, we've been finding the Shinra here for years. Like, we could really use some guys like you. Do you have time? Uh, if you don't have time, just come back when you do have time. 
And Chris was like, Ugh. Don't worry. We'll be back to Condor fucking Tower. How mad are you going to be when that's my favorite fucking part of the video game? I will quit. <laughs> so yeah, we, we pieced out of Condor Tower and uh, started just scouring the coast. Um, the guy at the Condor Tower was uh, kind of gave us loose directions to Junon Harbor. Cla I don't know where we are, but Cloud Tifa and Aerith just roll up to a to a town here and they say what happened to this town it's so run down when if i remember right and correct me if i'm wrong they literally live in an area called the slums yeah you're right okay and also this town looks lovely it looks real nice looks not run down even in the littlest like in the slightest this is very pleasant well in the meantime i'm gonna rob it and <laughs> see what they got you got anything for the taken it's a rubbing time they have a crucifix on their mantelpiece it's texas it's, 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 the world is Texas. The world is a Texas. You walk into this town, and the first thing that someone says to you is, I think Aerith and Tifa come out from inside me. If you've played the game, you know what I mean. And they are like, wow, this town looks like it used to be beautiful, but it's really run down. The town it really looks fine. So I, I don't know. I don't feel like they, I feel like this is the first time I've been disappointed in the narrative versus the graphics. Cause I just don't feel like this, this, this place didn't give me a feeling of being run down like the slums did because the slum, I just, ugh, the slums are art really. Like there's just, they did such a good job of narrative story visual design there that it's just it, it felt it but like this place didn't feel this place felt fine it felt lovely in fact yeah this gives me more of the vibes of like a town where like the jobs have moved on mm -hmm. more than like it's run down yeah like the population is older the only like semblance of being quote-unquote like past its prime is that like the majority of people you meet are older folk except for uh Penel priscilla priscilla yeah um so speaking of Priscilla, we uh, kind of walk around town, try to find everything. We, we quickly figure out that there's only like three adults uh, in the town, um, plus a Chenra guard. Uh, kind of walk through the houses, don't really get much out of it. Wow, now this is rare. We almost never have anyone other than the Shinra people visit this town. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like I asked you, Grandma. <laughs> I know you guys want to go to the Western continent, but the only way is on a Shinra ship. Alright, cool. Cool. If you see a weapon you want, you'd better buy it. Fair enough. That's fine. Don't see a weapon I want. <laughs> this looks like a whole bunch of non- I'm gonna buy a couple more human phoenix sounds, actually. <laughs> Fair. Jesus Christ, stop. Not that- Stop if you've heard this. Yeah. 99 phoenix stands. I haven't- I didn't like that. Do you know what I would like to buy? Like three. <laughs> Are you sure you want it like 15? I'm gonna buy two. I get two. Two. Two's all you get. I'm leaving. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> What's this guy gonna say? Ever since Shinra built that city up above during the war, <clears throat> there's been no fish in the water. It got so polluted. <laughs> Shinra built, quote unquote, the city above, which the first time I heard it, I honestly thought was Midgar, and that, like, Midgar's waste flowed out through here. Um... But then uh, we, we kind of got the clarity that there's actually a city above this city, this town, uh, like built like higher up on the cliffs, I assume, um, that is Junon and that this unnamed village uh, was overshadowed by Junon and now has like fallen out of its prime. So it seems like probably 
most of the younger people or more people who like were seeking work moved up to Junon. But from what I can tell, Junon really seems just more like a military base. But yeah, we, we walked around, we talked to some people, nothing really happened in the main part of town. We head out and we uh, go to the beach. And at the beach, there's a massive metal structure uh, in the water, like right off of the coast. And there's a little girl talking to a Mr. Dolphin. And there's just a big fucking dolphin flip-flopping around out there. What the actual hell is happening? It's there's a dolphin. A what do you want? child talking to a dolphin. My name is Priscilla. Now you say it. You get to voice the dolphin. Who are you guys? Are you members of Shinra Inc.? <laughs> now a dolphin podcast. <laughs> Specifically, our niche is now at dolphin voiceovers. Um, she mistakes us for a Shinra guard and freaks out. And I'm trying to remember what, how does she actually end up getting injured? So that's when the monster plowed through the water and she was like, no, Mr. Dolphin. Right. So uh, Mr. Dolphin gets attacked by a monster. She tries to intervene, gets injured. And uh, we end up taking the monster to task. Oh, boss music. Oh, good God. Rayquaza is attacking the dolphins. Hope you, uh... Be careful, Mr. Dolphin! Healed up. Oh my god, little girl, what are you fucking... Moron? Hey, hey hold. hold on, we're coming! <laughs> All of us! Oh. At the same... I can't believe at the same time we're coming! <laughs> nailed, nailed it. <laughs> I cannot believe at this time... Oh, that's actually a really cool monster design. Yeah, it's real sweet. I didn't think this battle was gonna be that long. It's a boss! This is a pivotal moment. Is it? Bottom's what, level 23. Fucking weak against wind. Oh. Good thing I have all that wind materia. The monster's design was pretty cool. It was like kind of a Eastern dragon mixed with a flying fish. Really, really, really fun animation. Um, kick that fish's ass, but uh, unfortunately, I was too late to save dear little Priscilla. This is bad. You don't think she's dead, do you? Priscilla. 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 Brazilla. Talking about Priscilla, bro. Bro, you're talking about Brazilla, right? Nope, she's not breathing. Uh, well, I'm just gonna mosey on out of here. Okay, help her. Young man, do CPR. Oh, mouth to mouth. Cloud, hurry. But she's a girl. Listen, it's life or death, man. Don't make it weird. Oh no. We have to do the so far worst and dumbest <laughs> mini game in the in the in the game. And we have to perform CPR on Lil Priscilla. Yep. Not much to talk about here. Honestly, I feel like whatever you splice in here was really enough. It was yeah. garbage. It was a terrible, terrible, terrible. This is so annoying. How many times do I have to do this? Why don't you not worry about that? Oh my god. This is the worst thing. The CPR thing is so dumb, Chris. You know what the worst part about this is? What? She's not going to come back. Oh, really? You just have to end the minigame. Wait, really? Anyway, we uh, we save little Priscilla, but uh, she's obviously not feeling her best. And her grandfather, quote question mark. Grandfather. Grandfather picks her up and carries her home and says she needs to rest. So at that point, we head back into the main area of town. We didn't really like aren't able to do much. Her uh, grandfather, whatever, guardian is like standing kind of outside the door so you can't go in. And he's like, she needs to rest. I'll let you know when you can come up. So we go down and talk to the old woman who lives on the edge of town. And she is like, oh, you guys did such good things for Priscilla. Why don't you come in and rest up here for the night? So we, uh, we take a nap and we are dreaming or having a vision. Un unclear. But uh, Chris pointed something out to me uh, 
to help distinguish when the screen goes black and uh, letters scroll across it. To distinguish who's talking, there's a slight variation in color that I literally hadn't noticed until he pointed it out. Uh, Cloud's text is in white, and then the other quote-unquote voice is in uh, like a light, light gray. Uh, we get a, a conversation talking about Nibelheim again uh, with Cloud and this voice. Oh, shit. This is Genova's music, right? It's a bit different. It's really creepy. It's really good. It's like um, scales on a xylophone almost. That reminds me. You again. Who are you? You'll find out soon, but more importantly, five years ago. Five years ago? Nibelheim? When you went to Mount Nibble, Tifa was your guide, right? Yeah. Surprised me. But where was Tifa other than that? I don't know. It was a great chance for you two to see each other again. You're right. Why couldn't you see each other alone? I don't know. Can't remember clearly. Why don't you try asking Tifa? Yeah. Get up! Oh fuck, that was... Hey, wake up! Wake up, Cloud! And I'm having a new theory brooding in my head. Brood to me, baby. Are Cloud's memories not real? Is that? The, I know there's a Final Fantasy game where the character ends up not being real or something. Or that like, was Kingdom Hearts too. Oh, was it? And it was Roxas. No, 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 not that. There was the main character that you play as in one of the Final Fantasy games ends up being like a memory or a dream or something. Oh, you're talking about... Um, God, it's too bad because I did want to play this with you um, because I enjoy it quite a bit, but you're talking about redacted. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yes, yes, yes. Redacted thing, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So maybe not that exact thing. But I really feel like somehow, like, Cloud's memories have been tampered with, right? Like, they've been, like, a little bit altered. Because, like, Cloud should remember everything. Think, like, in the question, like, like that, that voice seems to be, like, either his subconscious or, like, something else leading him to ask the questions that he's never wanted to ask. Because maybe he was reprogrammed some to not think about that time, really. Because, like... Think about Nibelheim, how much happened there. How would you not think about that for every goddamn day of your life for the yeah. next five years at least, right? Yeah. We also don't know if his mom lived through that, like if she made it out of Nibelheim in the fire. Or he said that she dies a few days later, so I'm assuming she dies from complications of like, you know, I don't know, smoke inhalation, burning, you know. Complications some... of burning village. Yeah, <laughs> um, unfortunately. But I, I'm really starting to wonder how much of cloud's past is fake sure like maybe not remembering like why you know you got your ass kicked by sephiroth for instance and then like don't remember anything after that but like why didn't he go see tifa why didn't he do this this and this why didn't he spend you know a night drinking in town with his friends when he came home or anything like that you know yeah um need to know more so at that point uh someone's yelling at you to wake up it was tifa it was tifa yeah and cloud's like hey back in uh back in nibbleheim five years ago what's up with that Tifa, when Sephiroth and I went to Nibelheim, where were you? We saw each other, right? The other time. No, it was five years ago. I don't remember. But something seems strange outside. Cloud, come quick. Wow, nice avoidance, Tifa. This music is- This music? Ugh, it's- So this is gonna be in your head for the rest of your life. She's a little avoidant, I feel like. She like she says, like, oh, I don't remember it was five years ago. But it seems a little dismissive. Like, oh, that was so long ago. How could I remember the night my father died? Yeah, it's a little weird, isn't right? it? Right? I'm like, mm, I don't know, man. I've had some family trauma, and I very much remember the, the events surrounding those traumatic events. 
and some of them are way longer than five years ago dear listener <laughs> they tend to get kind of baked in there mm-hmm. um i'm sure we're okay mentally i'm sure it's fine uh but yeah it so it could be her like avoiding whatever he's kind of trying to get at or it could be like she came in here with an objective because there's something crazy going on outside and we got to go check this out cloud let's talk about this so about that trumpet music uh we go out into town and barrett and red 13 have joined us uh which is fun chunks up with that i mean literally nothing they contribute absolutely nothing to this moment it's not a lot. the music sure sounds lively where they're rehearsing the reception for the new shinra president Rufus. I gotta pay my respects. I love that I can just read it and know exactly that he's saying that through clenched teeth. Yup. You think Rufus is thinking about crossing the ocean from here too? What? Does that mean that Sephiroth already crossed the ocean? We gotta get to the town up there. Maybe we could climb the tower? No, no, there's a high voltage current running underneath the tower. Don't wander near it, it's dangerous. But you might be able to do it if Mr. Dolphin helps you. Follow me, good fucking fuck's sake, son of a bitch. Yo, the rest of your party is like, I don't know what you got to do to get up there, Cloud, but we're leaving it to you. Can't wait to see what you do, Cloud. We'll join you when we when you get there, Cloud. All right, buddy. See you later. And they literally all fucking bail. You go past them by yourself at this point to follow Priscilla. And Priscilla's like, all right, listen, I got a dolphin whistle, dog. Hey, Mr. Dolphin. We're back. Am I going to have a dolphin minigame? Oh, no. Jump too soon. Pretty cool, huh? When I blow this whistle, Mr. Dolphin jumps for me. Here, this is for you, Cloud. All right. Just go into the water, blow this whistle, and Mr. Dolphin will jump you to the top of the pole. Switch, blow the whistle to call the dolphin. Yay. I don't remember what switch is again. Priscilla pulls out Mr. Dolphin's whistle and is like, when I, like, beep on this tune, on this horn, when I beep, beep on this horn. (laughs) When I beep this tune here. When I beep this tune here, uh, Mr. Dolphin's gonna do a, a big old leap. And what you can do is you can go out there I'll, uh, I'll give you the whistle, and you just toot-toot it when you need to, and he'll kick you up. And we're back. Oh, fuck. This is so dumb. So I'm trying to get on this beam? Yup. How do you feel about this minigame, Chris? Thank God for this music. Jump too soon. Jump too soon. <laughs> this is really frustrating. Let's try that over here. Uh, finally jumped to a point, missed uh, the beam, and then just out of frustration, tooted the whistle again, and it was a perfect hit. I was so mad. Yeah, the fun thing about this minigame is the less you try at it, the better you're going to do, which is really what you look for I was literally, in the game. I was literally trying to do, like, triangulation, trigonometry, figuring yep. out, like, angles and shit. Yeah. But yeah, no, I just to- tooted my way to victory accidentally. <laughs> so uh, we run up the beam, and run into the actual uh, airship area of uh, Junin. And at this point, we get a cutscene of Cloud climbing up the ladder to the um, like landing area of this airship station. And we get a beautiful view of this blimp-style uh, airship, which seems to be a big deal. Where did I fuck up here? I <laughs> Everything started happening so fast at this point. Somehow, through some order of events, Chris is going to explain here. And it's not because I don't remember. It's because I literally bumblefucked through this so hard. I have no idea what happened. But I I was at one point looking at a blimp. And the next minute I know I'm fucking um, dressed as a Shinra guard learning how to march. Chris, take it away. So you leave the landing area of the blimp. And immediately, as soon as you move to this next screen, there's just Shinra guards that are running in the opposite direction at you, and some Shinra-like captain just screaming at you, Why aren't you dressed yet? You gotta get your uniform on! 
Whoa, 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 whoa. Hey, ho, whoa, hurry, ho, ho, hey. Hey, you're still dressed like oh, that? No. Come here. Come here, kids. Hey, rookie, can't you hear me? Get over here. Get over here. Hey, get in the room. I, I, okay. I guess I'm doing this. All right, guess this is happening now. I don't love it. Today's, Today's the big day when we welcome President Rufus. Hurry up and change. Oh, fuck. Rookie. It's the Shinra uniform. Brings back memories. Quit yapping, hurry up. Shinra uniform. I was so proud when I first put it on. Couldn't even stand wearing this thing anymore. Wow, you look good in it. We did get something interesting here, though, where Cloud was like, oh, it's been a long time since I wore this uniform. Presumably that sh uh, he was a Shinra guard before he was in Soldier. Which makes me wonder how fucking young he was when he was conscripted. I don't, like, yeah. know, but, like, how he got, or joined somehow. Between the ages of 12 to 16 is when he joined. Because by the time 16 rolls around, he's Soldier First Class, been right. exposed to Mako already. Yeah. So you change into the Shinra Guard uniform, and the captain is all, Hey, you remember how to do this, right? You remember the greeting procedure, right? Yeah. The look on your face says you forgot. Alright, I'll show you again. Just do like I do. Press switch. Let me guess. Press switch. Switch. Okay, cancel. No. Commander, we'll help too. Alright, show them! Now march! That's the welcoming march! Then I'll sing along with you. Quietly. Ah, ah, ah. Hey, come on now. What the fuck is happening? Now. And march. Rufus. Rufus Shinra. What do I do? Just walk? We are Shinra Company. The new president. Got it. All right, let's see what happens. Yeah, nailed it. Make sure you do it in the real parade. Once again, just pure... Sweet, sweet bumblefuck. Sweet, sweet bumblefuck. My way through absolute mess of trying to get into formation and march behind President Shinra. What ends up happening is uh, you find out that you're running late. Uh, you, like two other guards and the captain. And he's like, all right, here's what we're going to do. We're going to, you know, cut through this back alley and we'll just join up with the procession. Find like uh, a hole and just dive in and like fill that hole. And, um, you know, the first two guys or one guy does it and then it's your turn. And what you have to do is, I don't fucking know because I couldn't do it. Oh no. Oh no. Live TV. Oh no. Now listen up. This parade is going to be broadcast around the world. If you look bad, the whole Junon army will look bad. Remember that and don't fuck up. Start marching. Charge. Hey, don't play around. God. This is already annoying. Somehow you need to sneak into this procession, this parade, and the captain yells charge, but it's like a full five seconds before the opening is anywhere near you, and you're expected to, to dive in. If you didn't do it perfectly, it automatically pulls your character back to the captain and says, what are you fucking doing? It's so frustrating. Why doesn't it not- Hey, don't play around. Why doesn't it let me go? It just keeps pulling me back to him. I think you have to get in line faster. Now what are you doing? It just won't let me. Charge! I'm getting real frustrated with this already. Hey, hey, have you tried not fucking playing around? Oh, this is so annoying. Henny, your TV ratings are at 6%. <sighs> the TV ratings started at like 27%. 25, 22, 20, 18. Oh shit, it's getting bad. Chris, it hit zero. What happens when it hits zero? We got... 
some poor fuck fired from their job because we couldn't figure it out and drove the TV ratings into the ground. The captain is fucking livid with us. From there, you just kind of get shunted on to the next part, which is uh, watching Rufus on like a landing pad uh, talking to Heidegger. Um, President Sherman doesn't seem to uh, run things like his dad does. Um, his dad was, you know, typical Wall Street fat cat kind of guy. Rufus actually seems capable, which is terrifying. We uh, get get some just back and forth here. And, and the primary takeaway here is that Rufus is ruthless. Ruthless, if you will. Mm, you won't. I won't. Okay, that's right. Um, Heidegger doesn't understand that the apple fell really far from the tree in this case. Rufus. He takes Heidegger to task for not having the airship ready, for, you know, the kind of sloppiness of Heidegger himself, uh, his stupid laugh. He even uh, comments on his horse laugh, I think he says. Like, stop that horse laugh. And and you, you see that Heidegger kind of just, like, realizes, like, like something's different. It's, like, a kind of a, a brief moment where you're like, oh, no, he like he's actually, like, a little afraid. Were there main arguments here that uh, you'd like to touch on? There was another takeaway. Please. And that is the man in the black cape who's mm. been roaming the city. I completely forgot about that. Yeah. So we learned that there's been a a, a mysterious man in a black cape uh, going around town in uh, Junon uh, murdering, quote unquote, uh, Shinra the guards. And this definitely seems like the next major point to, to jump off of um, after Rufus's sh- uh, send off, which we haven't got to yet. But I do have a theory here, um, particularly because the cape was the specified thing. Don't know how my theory is going to work because I feel like his cape might have been red. But everyone knows him, everyone loves him, that pure athlete, the jogger, Vincent. I know that uh, he is a caped character in the game. Um, I believe that Heidegger or one of the Shinner guards, I can't remember who postulates that it, it would be Sephiroth, but I don't remember Sephiroth ever being a caped villain. But I know for a fact that Vincent's cape is one of his more defining features. Uh, his cape and his claw thing. So at this point, my guess is not Sephiroth and actually Vincent. Okay. So, so which I think actually for the podcast is a first. It's not Sephiroth. <laughs> After Rufus leaves, Heidegger also leaves. So we go back to the barracks. We end up learning how to do the proper Shinra salutes and marches and poses and all that shit. And we teach them the special pose, which is the... With a little flourish of your of your rifle. This is a military soldier. Your orders for today are to send off President Rufus at the dock. I'll keep drilling you until it's time. And we're back. All right, line up the formation. Remember it. Ready? Junon military send off. Begin. Left, right, left, right, turn. Okay, cancel menu or switch. Commander, what's today's special no! pose? Haven't decided. All right, rookie, I'll let you decide. Show me your best move. Let's see. My best move is... Whoa! Awesome! <laughs> Alright, we'll go with that as our special. Practice it. And uh, everyone fucking loses it. They're like, yeah, that's it. That's what we're gonna do. Um, we go through the exercises of learning what to do with the salutes. And we save the game. And next time we're looking forward to seeing Rufus's uh, send-off and finding out where Sephiroth went next. Dear listener, as always, thank you for joining us. Chris, thank you for being here. And we'll see you next time. Bye. Anything else you want to say before we uh, stop recording this one? Oh, I can just assure you next episode there will be more plot development than there was in this one.
I can't assure you that because I literally don't know the plot. <laughs> We're going to be going back to Fort Condor. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to the First Encounter podcast. If you enjoyed the episode, please go leave us an Apple review. They make a huge difference and we would really appreciate it. Additionally, you can find all of our past episodes and how to connect with us on firstencounterpodcast.com. Please come say hi. Next time on First Encounter, we'll follow Rufus across the ocean, mosey our way through Costa del Sol, and save right outside the town. Thanks for listening.